0: All right, good morning, everybody. I am still in my tiny car, unfortunately. I have not yet been able, really had the time or energy to find my new car yet, so. Yep, still driving this little thing. Ugh. Oh, well, I say still, I didn't actually post. Sorry, I need to get my seatbelt on. Give me one second. I didn't actually post last week's uh, offering because I just did not feel good about it at all. There's nothing. I really didn't feel like there was anything at all of value. Um... That happens. I think most of the time I'd rather give you guys something um, that maybe will make you want to listen to the next one. So, today I actually have a little, uh, for lack of a better word, inspiration uh, uh, to talk about something. You know, it happens sometimes that I just am not inspired by anything. That I just ramble until I stumble on something, and that happens quite often. But usually when things are rolling, when my mind is in the right place and, and I've, I've had enough brain power. Um I'll find something, right? There'll be something that's that's really been Hopping through my head, but my head has been uh, filled with uh, notes and rests uh, in about five different languages the last couple months, and that's not why I haven't posted. Really, last week was the only week I could have posted that I didn't. Um, Well, I say I, I, you know, there, I could have found a way to record podcasts, but the last month was busy getting ready for the concert and stuff like that. So yeah, I didn't really go there. Um, but I I feel like I'm starting to get my mind, my normal mind, uh, back a little bit. Um, although musically I am kind of branching out in, in a different way here and there. There's some things that I'm really interested in in uh, exploring and one of them is something that I've kind of uh, had a big interest in for probably 30 years but uh, have never really uh, taken the time to uh, explore it very thoroughly uh, and that is vocal jazz uh, jazz singing uh, singing of jazz standards Uh, and you know I've messed around with some jazz standards here and there but jazz is an art form which demands, um, attention, it it demands, it demands more attention, uh, to detail, um, than, uh, than say a pop song. Now that's nothing, you know, I'm I'm not trying to say anything against pop songs, but, but jazz and, and, my case, specifically jazz singing, has developed a culture and a history uh, and a, a way, I guess. Uh, it is not just singing of jazz music, uh, it, it, it is, there's something about the way that dedicated jazz singers get into the music. And and learn the language of jazz. Uh, and like I said, it, I, I've admired jazz for some time. Uh, jazz singing, jazz, you know, jazz ensembles, big band, uh, any kind of jazz. I, I, it's I've always been in awe of it um, because it, it it was a language that that I thought was beautiful, but never uh, really understood. <clears throat> And of course, there's jazz theory, right? There's, there's, there's music theory around jazz. But more than that, jazz really is a conversation that a group of jazz players uh, have on the stage um, that most people benefit from but don't really get. And so I'm, I'm wanting to try uh, to learn a little bit of that language and maybe Maybe you know one day be able to uh, faithfully offer uh, a little jazz, you know. Um, but there's a lot more to it than I thought, and and just uh, getting into it a little bit is is daunting, right? Um, I, I I know that. You know, being a singer of, of classical music and opera, uh, there are similar uh, idiosyncrasies between the singing styles, right? There are similar things. There is a vocabulary. There. It's just that jazz, I don't know how or why, but really seems to be taken to the nth degree in a sense. Um, and maybe it's because I haven't really uh, thought deeply enough about my own style, but I don't know. Yeah, it, it's 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 interesting. There are people who sing jazz, and there are jazz singers, uh, and I think, <clears throat> um, yeah, of course, nobody. That that may be a silly way to put it, but. You know, until now, I've been a person who, once in a while, sang some jazz. You know, um, tried it out kind of thing. But I'd really like to get deeper into it and learn some of the language. Uh, One thing I didn't know, and, you know, maybe this is one of the simplest things about jazz that everybody should know, but I never really got, because it was never explained to me, that scat is a way that vocalists imitate instruments. That scatting, in each scatting style, uh, the vowels with the consonants are meant to imitate the instruments in the band. And and there are certain consonants that sound more like one instrument than another, and certain vowels and and what have you. And so this is a this is a way that that the vocalist interacts with the instrumentalists, uh, and and tries to imitate instruments. Now, it has long been known that one of the best compliments you can give an instrumentalist is that they made their instrument sing, right? That 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 they were imitating the human voice, and that's that's something that that we have have heard. Uh, time and time again uh, and obviously we mean uh, sing like a good voice and not a bad voice but <laughs> uh, but one of the highest compliments you can give any instrumentalist uh, has historically been that, that they made their instrument sing that they gave it human qualities to sound a human sonority if you will uh, <clears throat> but I Really didn't want to talk about music today. What I wanted to talk about is inspiration. I'm going to turn down my fan just a little bit and I realized I don't have it on the coolest setting, and that's why it's not cooling here yet. It's really a little too noisy. Maybe now it'll get cooler. I'll just do this. It's still about the same noise level. Uh, So Inspiration versus manipulation. As a parent and a singer and a uh, sometimes... I I, I hesitate to find the good word, but let's say a a religious influencer. And I don't mean by this podcast. I mean by the the people who I interact with um, in my community. But... uh, we often try to inspire people. We want to inspire people, right? We Parents want to inspire their kids to greatness and to goodness, uh, to honesty, to all kinds of things, right? We, we feel very deeply the need for our children uh, to be good and do good in the world. Uh, and that's if we're, we're thinking just, you know, um, what do you call it? Uh, that's what, if we have only good intentions. Uh, I know there are some bad intentions we may have for our kids. Maybe we want them to make us rich or, you know, so we wouldn't care whether they're morally good or not. But, but, you know, if, if we are morally above ground, um, is that even a phrase? Um, I I think we want to inspire our kids to do good and be good at the world. But often, uh, as we try to inspire, we actually fall into manipulation. And so, I'm not an expert on either one of these words. Um, Especially not manipulate. Uh, not, Not from a psychological point of view. So I'm going to try to stay away from that, and if I slip into that, well, just realize it's a very subjective thing, and and, uh, it's bound to happen. So, you know, as a a parent, we want to inspire our kids to, to do good and to be good. And that, I think, works better with kids of certain ages than it does kids of other ages. Uh, let, let's just define the terms, I suppose. So, Inspire actually, I think, uh, comes from the Latin, which means to breathe into, right? To give breath. Uh, and, and I would assume that that comes from the idea of God breathing life into Adam. Uh, as a Judeo-Christian concept that's found in in the Bible. Uh, the inspiration, right? The, the in-breathing, the giving of life. Uh, and and to to give life to something uh, sounds way more um, daunting in that, you know, to give somebody life is <laughs> I suppose, you know, if you think about it, CPR is inspiration, uh, literally writ, um, to actually breathe breath into someone, to breathe into someone, uh, to inspire. Um, and on some level, the word spirit is about breath, right? Spirit, um, now, animas, uh, animation, to animate is to give soul to something, uh, but inspire is to give breath or to give to, I think, what it means is to give life um, in that context. So CPR is the way that we inspire people back to life. We, we give them life, right? Uh, or we bring them to life, literally, back to life. But inspiration, really, in a modern context, is is more about um, encouraging someone to greatness, right? To to support someone from below, uh, to to do whatever it takes uh, to nudge this person towards greatness, without doing it for them, right? And that's another problem that parents have, right? Um, and we inspire in in many ways. One of, one of the ways is by example, right? We we try to live the life that we aspire our kids to lead, and therefore, they, thereby, they see our example and and are given the model by which they can also live and be good in the world. Uh, and that's you know by inspiration. Another way may be by maybe my, by more uh, uh, verbal ways, right, uh, to, uh, to give them advice and, and to build them up verbally, to give them confidence, right, uh, so that the, they can go out and do it and be great. So at what point does inspiration slip into manipulation? Well, of course it's going to be a case-by-case thing, right? Um, There's not going to be a definite way to define at what point inspiration became manipulation. Uh, But I can say that manipulation probably involves ulterior motives by the parent, teacher, or clergy member, right? Um, When they start to manipulate somebody to do or be the way they want them to be, not just good, right? Not just a good person or somebody who does good, uh, but actually something that the parent, teacher, or clergy selfishly desires uh, for themselves. Well, I just noticed that the, there's a fine line between selfish and selfless, <laughs> linguistically speaking uh so inspiration is for the benefit of the recipient right manipulation is for the benefit of the manipulator i suppose maybe that's one simplistic way to look at it um let me let me think of of ways that parents and I'm of course looking on my own uh, history of being a inspirator (laughs) is that the right word? Inspirationist that sounds like exhibitionist but uh, somebody who has tried to inspire their uh, different people kids, I'm thinking of kids especially but probably manipulated them from time to time, uh, used manipulation. Uh, I think one, one big difference also might be the reaction of the parent or teacher, what have you, to the failure of the uh, child or student or church member to, to be or do good in the world. Uh, If you're manipulating, um, probably you are going to place a great amount of guilt uh, on the person for failing to meet up to your expectations. But if you're inspiring, you probably have nothing more than encouraging words, and you comfort the person for their failures, but let them know that in no way, shape, or form are you going to stop rooting for them, and cheering for them, and loving them, whether they, whether they fail or whether they succeed, um, I, think, I think that's probably one way to, 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 yeah, to see a difference between a manipulator and an inspirator, I'm not even sure inspirator is a word, but <laughs> inspirer, I suppose, Inspirer. Uh, I think true inspiration necessarily has a um, quality of unconditional love behind it. Or I think it should, right? Now, of course, I'm I'm going from the standpoint of the parent or the teacher, uh, because those are two things I am. Uh, But you know, we as people take inspiration from all kinds of weird places. You know, we 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 take inspiration from movies. Uh, We take inspiration uh, from books and and, and from the news uh, and from nature. I mean. Really, we can take inspiration from anywhere, but I'm, I'm kind of wanting to come from the standpoint of the person who isn't is in a position uh, to guide younger, uh, less mature people uh, into their future, right? People who are in that position, and that's basically parents, teachers, and. You know, bosses, of course, fit in there. You know, bosses are there, but I think I think the word teacher actually covers almost every everything uh, because I think that's what the best clergy do. I think that's what the best parents do. Uh, we teach, and of course, we could go into what it means to teach, um, teaching methods, and you know, what's what's more or less uh, successful and whatever, but generally speaking uh, teaching really covers all of it parenting I think at its heart uh, is teaching uh, as, as are all those other leadership places but again coming from the, the standpoint of the teacher maybe we'll simplify it by saying that uh, I think the way that we seek to inspire people uh, we really need to Take a good, hard look at ourselves, uh, and, and really try to draw out just why we want people to be or do what we want them to be or do. Right? What are what are our deepest motivations for that? And I really think your motivation is everything. It's going to make all the difference. And and having a a righteous or good motivation. I think, will keep you out of the realm of manipulation. But it's not going to be easy for you to know that. And I think there's going to be some time when you need to have other people reflect on your leadership style uh, and you need to honestly allow them to critique you uh, so that you can better come to understand uh, just why you do the things you do. Because, as I've spoken before, you are a prisoner of your own past in many ways, and not just your past, but the past of your parents and grandparents and all the people uh, who have come before you, and not just the parents, the teachers, the, you know, the countries in which you lived. And there's a lot of baggage that we have, uh, and we may not, I, I, not we may, it's not that we may not, we don't see, we don't know why we do and think the ways that we, we think. We don't, we don't really know why we do what we do. We don't know why we think what we think. And so becoming self-aware, being aware of yourself, aware of your footprint in the world, aware of, of how you uh, operate, aware of how you affect your context, right? Uh, your home, your community, the workplace, your school, uh, whatever it is is something that I think is probably really lacking, right? There's not a lot of self-awareness. And you know there's not a self-awareness because you see that many people in the world refuse to look at situations from a different perspective. They, they refuse to acknowledge that there might be another perspective that is just as legitimate as theirs uh, it's something that happens quite a bit. Uh, I think we see all kinds of people and it it really comes through when you see two people discussing, AKA arguing a point and talking over each other, refusing to, uh, to listen, refusing to try, you know, not trying to understand, but, but insisting on being understood, right? When you see somebody who insists on being understood but refuses to try to understand uh, you are you are seeing someone uh, who who is grossly unaware grossly self unaware they're not they're not aware of their self in the least uh, they're not aware that that life uh, and this world consists of many people with... Uh, a plethora of experiences uh, and opinions uh, and truths things that they believe to be true and and you do too and sometime, sometimes, very often those things uh, contradict each other uh, and what do you do in that case? Uh, I'm going to shout out to a comedian uh, I don't know him uh, he, obviously, he's very famous right now. His name's Trevor Noah. He is a guy, if you want to know how to how to argue with a person, how to deal with a person, how to engage with a person who has views the opposite of yours, he is a guy to look at. And and this has been pointed out uh, in a video, that, that he is an expert in really trying to understand and in, in disagreeing with people in a way that lets them know that he's not attacking, right? He tries to understand and he, he, uh, then he tries to be understood. And that's the way it should be, right? That, that's, that's the proper um, form of that, right? Try to understand, realize that people have all kinds of perspectives and that theirs uh, are just as legitimate as yours, to them at least, uh, and then once you think you really understand, uh, and if you've taken the time to understand one thing you've done is gain the trust of that person. If you've really taken the time to understand their position, no matter what it is, you, you now have gained some kind of trust with them, right? They, they, they now see, uh, that you are a certain kind of person and that goes a really long ways. I'm really trying to understand and I have to admit I struggle with this I'm teaching a class and I've talked about this before uh, which is the uh, a discussion class and the textbook we use has seven principles of discussion and and one of those is seek first to understand and And I think it's a it's a great rule to live by um, I think I think the world would be a much better place if we did uh And, back to the topic, manipulation versus inspiration, your motives as a a teacher or a parent uh, are what will determine whether you are inspiring, inspiring or manipulating. Now there are techniques of manipulation, you know, gaslighting and all kinds of different ways to get people to do what you want them to do, right? Manipulation has a lot of control involved. That's what the word manipulate means. Uh, uh, the the suffix uh, or prefix man comes from mano, which is the word for hand, and that is to you know to move things in a way that you want them to, to do. Like an object, when you manipulate people, you are objectifying them in a way that they're sort of like a chess piece. You're the chess player and they're a chess piece and you are going to manipulate them into the position that you want them to be for your own benefit. That's manipulation. Uh, So your motivation, why you do the things you want to do, um, is key. And I think the first step for me and for anybody else in some position to lead people or to guide people Should be why. Why do I want this person to do or be this? What is my motivation? And again, self awareness, getting down to the nitty gritty of why you do what you do, is a worthwhile endeavor. Do that. Do that first. Do that often. Be self aware. So if, if when you're teaching a student, let's use the student thing and I teach English. So you know, a great student makes me look good as a teacher, right? A good student makes me look good as a teacher and me looking good as a teacher is good not just for me, but for my family and for my business. And there are a lot of people that benefit from me looking good as a teacher. But that doesn't change the fact that the motivation of me looking good as a teacher is a poor way to inspire a student to greatness. That's not inspiration, that's manipulation. And it will devolve into manipulation even if it starts with with something that looks really like inspiration, eventually if you don't work on that motive. now I don't mean just, you know, you, you can't just redefine your motive uh, like erasing something on a piece of paper and, and writing something else. It doesn't work like that. If you have a certain motive, if you realize you have an unpure motive uh, in, in your leadership, uh, it's it's not about just changing your mindset, it's about changing your lifestyle. Right? That's something that's that that happened without, you know, without you consciously making it happen. It's something that's in your subconscious. It's something that is organically a part of you. Right? Motivations generally are discovered later. Right? When we reflect a little bit so that should inspire us <laughs> to reflect as often as possible right we, we should really try to reflect why we do what we do and and I think we need good examples in our life this is why uh, I, I strive to follow Jesus I think Jesus was was the ultimate uh, inspirer uh, I think he used all kinds of methods you know, he, he was a human and, and I think, to some extent, he, he wanted to be pragmatic with what he did. He wanted what he, what he said to be remembered. He, he wanted um, his, his followers to take them to heart and he used parables, right? But in inspiration, there's a great amount of freedom. Manipulation is about control, but inspiration is about freedom. And the inspirer must relinquish the results to the person they're trying to inspire. They cannot try to control the results. You have to trust the process to bring about, to bring about the results that you desire for someone. And you desiring something for someone is not bad. There's nothing wrong that you desire that you want something as long as you want something that's good for another person. Uh, That is true love, right? That's love. What I want is what's good for you. right? So manipulation is always going to be about control and a manipulator will be about controlling the results. And a manipulator also will not be terribly concerned with the means. They will try any means necessary to get you to do or to be what they want you to be. But an inspirer, an inspirer is all about the process. They believe that the process must be good. That the the ends does not justify the means. That the means guarantees the end. And yet, they're going to leave it out of their hands. Right? They're just about inspiring. And whatever happens, happens. And I love you whether you live up to whatever expectation I have for you or not. Uh, is beside the point. It's secondary. It's It's... It is other, right? Um, a, a person who wants to truly inspire children or students uh, is a person who is dedicated to the process, dedicated to a process that is founded on the well being of the person who they're trying to inspire. Uh, It's a pretty big difference, and I will say this, I don't believe, aside from Jesus, there has ever been anyone who has only been an inspirer and not a manipulator. You're going to slip into manipulation from time to time. Right, it's 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 just I don't know. It's just part of being human, part of being weak, of 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 being finite. Right, we forget uh, we forget our principles. We forget to go back to the things that that we believe in our core. Uh, over time, right, we we forget why we do what we do um, the way we do it uh, after a while unless we continuously revisit um, sound principles. Uh, And I think that's true about almost everything in in life, right? Um, There's some pretty big instances of of how the uh, Western church began the church in Japan. And the church in Japan just saw what the Western church was doing, never knowing the Inspiration behind it, and basically, it became religious law. It became ritual. It became uh, something that, if you didn't do, uh, you were not doing things right. You were not doing things in accordance with with tradition, and and thereby, in accordance with God. Uh, and basically, it was sin if you didn't do those things. And whether people said that or not, they they felt it. It was felt. And I even slipped into some of that. Uh, but, but then when the, the, you know, the Americans come back and say, well, we only did that to you know, keep the bugs off the plate or something like this, uh, talking about covering the communion tray, uh, things are suddenly brought to light and, and brought into perspective. We're like, oh, wow, uh, you, know, you never told us why you did that. So we just followed you and, and thought that was the right way. There is something to trusting, not just the process, but trusting the people you are wishing to influence and inspire. Um, There is a fine line between inspiration and manipulation, no question. And we are always going to slip into manipulation. Uh, And so, constant reflection, trying to be self-aware and hopefully having help with this from people who you trust um, will go a long way to keeping you on the, uh, on the path of inspiration and off the path of manipulation. You know, just this talk has made me want to kind of go back and um, revisit um, my parenting, my teaching uh, and all kinds of things. Uh, you know, that I've done in the past and, and try to, to make sure that, you know, I can find a way to, as I go forward, to not repeat those mistakes, to make sure that, um, um, that somehow I have stayed on the path of inspiration and not falling, fallen into manipulation. Thanks guys. Have a good day.